Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and with me, hi everybody. I'm DM Celeste, and get this, guys. I figured it out. My AKA. Are you all ready for it? AKA Celestial Witch. Yes. Wow, it's the one, it's the one. And I'm very excited uh, to say that it's not just the two of us in the gym today. We have somebody very special joining us. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, uh, I am Chris, one of the former hosts of the Dungeon Master Block, coming back after our Storm Giants episode to talk on Diamnastics. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it. We're slowly, slowly tricking him into coming back. Aha! Per- permanent <laughs> guest. As long as we call him, I see how as long as we call him that, then it's like he's hosting. But yep. we can't say host. It'll, <laughs> yeah, right. It'll, permanent, it'll, permanent guest host. What does that all really mean? I mean, just semantics. But like Chris said, we're going to tie back to episode one seventy three, Raw Real Monsters eleven, and we turned it up to eleven for this one. And it is Storm Giants, which featured Chris. Which I feel like if you didn't know that by now, but that led to Diamnastics one forty two. There's a storm brewing. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so on this time, uh, basically, we provided a bunch of really cool images of storm-esque giants, uh, and we essentially asked people a bunch of questions to create their own, you know, the backstory of this giant. So our questions, one, who is this storm giant? Two, where do they live? Three, what legends exist about this giant? Four, what truth is there to these legends? Five, what wild falsehoods are common? And six, of course, anything else. AKA, you do you. You do you, boo. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's jump right to it. Chris, which one did you want to highlight from the forums? Yeah, so uh, the one that I picked was one by Letter Lost, who is a commoner who only has six posts. So shout <gasps> out to yes. someone who's uh, fairly new at this point as of May 27th when they posted this. Uh, I really enjoyed this post by uh, Letter Lost because of a few different things. <laughs> There was uh, this sort of, uh, what was that movie with the dragons, How to Train Your Dragon, Mm -hmm. right? There was sort of that feel to it where uh, at one point there was this giant uh, mountain that this giant is trapped in uh, from what they have written. And it feels very much like it might be that sort of thing that people want to try and conquer because it's causing too much uh, sort of strife for local areas. So that was really interesting for me to kind of give a throwback to like circa 10 years ago for uh, How to Train yes. Your Dragon. And it gave me all of the feels while I was reading it. So that was one of my one of my favorite ones uh, that I read. One of the things under the falsehoods that I really enjoyed uh, was that this giant is supposed to be kind of trapped in this, this mountain. But it always, as all these lore things typically have it, there's always the like, People want to make these stories a little bit bigger than they typically are. And so one of the falsehoods was that survivors from shipwrecks tell of how lucky they were when a wave swept them away just before the massive hand of the giant and crush, uh, crushed them uh, while they were at sea. So that was, that was a really fun element for me to just be like, yeah, there's this whole lore that can't really be possible, but people always try to make up stories that are bigger than they yeah, actually are. Yeah, like the I, I uh, survived. Of, yeah. Yeah, right. That that are the fish stories where you see people hold the fish closer to the camera so it looks oh, a yeah. whole lot bigger. You know, those sorts of things uh, are always fun for me to, to think about when kind of creating lore elements in any sort of game. So well done, Lost Letter. I really enjoyed oh, it. Yeah, and the name of this thing, Bly Tadu. 
Tatooine? It's it's Yeah, I avoided Whoa. saying it. <laughs> so I'm really I glad I went took there. Why the Tatooine, <laughs> which is a cool name. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but I think other people just called him the Northern Sea. There, oh, oh, this was really cool too. The element of like he might not actually be fully in his body anymore, but that his soul has kind of morphed with this giant storm in the Northern Sea is a really cool kind of idea. Because he is trapped in this mountain, can't get out. So why not just kind of use the storm as a sort of phylactery sort of thing where you sell a piece of your soul to the star? It's just a really cool Really fun idea to throw in. Super rad. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you guys? I would love to hear your ideas that you guys enjoyed from the forums. Yeah. Neil, do you want to go first? Done. I chose a post from DM Caleb, who has been around the forums for a while, and they chose the first picture, which is like this very, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of the best word for it, but like more natural looking storm giant kind of walking towards these two adventurers. But like their armor just seems like this hodgepodge of stuff, whereas a lot of the other ones seem really regal, like this like this fashioned armor that looks more traditional, I guess we'll say. But this one is terrifying and they called them Ursa Thorn, the Fate Breaker, the Butcher of Angor, the Valley King. Ooh. Yeah. Those are some tattles. Yeah, that's a pretty awesome name. Like, I mean, I love that you guys are Joe Manu, Joe Maniac, and Celeste. Uh, what was your Celestial uh, Celestial Witch? Celestial Witch. That that guy's got some pretty awesome handles, yeah. though. If he were yeah. ever to come on the mm-hmm. show, kind of blows us all mm-hmm. out of the water. And so they live in a valley with the ruined city of Angor that they are the butcher of, because there was essentially like this worm that was going to be like unearthed or awakened. So rather than let the people do that, they murdered the town. And now they protect that valley from anyone else coming in. But now you have this city of iron and gold that are basically like drawing people to it on a regular basis. So they're just constantly, I assume they're just constantly fighting people. Like that's the only thing I can think. Fight me. Come to my valley yeah, and fight me. Have to be. <laughs> yeah. We saved it from the worm. Hooray. And now we're still fighting. Uh, yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so people assume the falsehood is that they assume that they that this giant did this to get that as their own treasure. And that there's some the fate that they're trying to like break is their own, but it's not. And then the thing that I really loved from anything else is that they had a the move called Fate Breaker. And so as a, re- as a reaction, you can impose disadvantage on any role of someone within 30 feet. Whoa. Yeah. Be like, nope. <laughs> but try again. Which, I mean, they could still, it could still work. And you just like cannot break, air quote, break fate that way. But you do have a chance to have things go the way you want. Cool. As that terrible villain. Yeah. I would imagine that there has to be like a legendary action to that in some way. Like if it's like use it once around and then do like a recharge because that's a pretty crazy thing to just do like hey every turn I'm yeah doing that <laughs> on somebody like hey who's the most powerful all right little wizard man you can't do what you wanted to do now awesome try yeah I'm trying to think it well because it's a high enough challenge rating that yeah with storm giants you could totally start to have layer actions because like this is where he lives so it could be that aspect totally. it could be legendary yeah. action oh cr fourteen yeah because technically I guess Angor would be the layer at that point, right? Like, can't leave because everybody's going to steal it. So it's kind of like you're stuck there, like a layer, you know? Celeste. 
Yes. All right. Uh, so I chose one from Orochi, who only has two posts so far. So welcome as well. This is a, a day for new folks. Uh, yeah. And so they they took one of the images that is sort of of this this storm giant that is like standing. It's all done in like grayscale. Uh, and you can see they they definitely have some kind of undead thing going on here, like this wispy kind of smoke-like hair. And it almost looks like their nose is about to fall off from frostbite. So very creepy uh, image here in front of us. And so they named the storm giant Coltical, which means the first and the last, but in legends, they are known as Garlock, which is Oathbreaker. Um, and so what I really liked about this post is the dichotomy of what the truth is and what the legend is, is very, like, wildly different. So the legend lore is that uh, this giant basically took all of the treasures that had been like hoarded by other storm giants and kind of stored in this vault. Uh, and so they took all of these and they tore up the land itself and created a floating castle that they escaped with all of these treasures, like off into the sky and storm giants are like so mad about it. And like, that's why he's Oathbreaker. You know, he betrayed all of these giants. So that's the legend that somewhere off in the sky, there's this floating castle with the wealth of all of these storm giants that's been stolen. Uh, but the truth of the legend actually is that this uh, floating castle is sort of a, a sacred place to storm giants that when they feel their lives are coming to an end, this is the spot where they go and are actually buried. Uh, when they when they die so but so it's sort of a, a closely guarded secret and they like allow it to be wrapped in this like false legend and it's just it's just such a cool idea that this giant is sitting up there in the sky like this wise old giant here to facilitate you know the ending of these other great beings lives and just the idea of also like a floating storm giant castle always good always a good look so yeah, I, I super love that. Uh, great job. I would love to meet Kudakal in one of my games. I just love that under number five, what wild falsehoods are common. Just says the whole legend the of Garlic is false. The whole legend. <laughs> the entire thing. Yep. Like whatever you've heard is just probably false. It's not actually that big of a deal. I love that idea that the giants might be like, oh yeah, mm -hmm, that's the legend. Yep. And yep. just let that perpetuate. Um, yep. I love it. Yeah. I feel like some of the giants don't know that that's true. Like only a certain number because, I mean, to have it spread out, you and it's almost the, the legend that you would tell every storm giant child as they grow up. And then only the ones that need to know or maybe, oh, you only find out like when you're close to death. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. That, like this is this is what it really is and this is what's going to happen. It's almost like your last right yeah. sort of thing. Like, hey, you're about to die. And, and it could be the whole the whole entire community if a giant is like incapacitated in some way work in order to get that. And then what happens if people find out too early about this place because they had to help another giant get there because they couldn't get there. So many layers. There's a lot of definitely a lot of great story hooks there. And then will will they kill your players when they get there? We don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, I mean, they are just probably puny mortals at that point that saw the place that they weren't supposed to see. So yeah, or they're like, "Hey, I heard there's a bunch of treasure <laughs> like on this floating. <laughs> yeah, Let's go!" Right. And then it's just yeah. like this ancient crypt keeper like sitting there. Oh man, so good. Which I mean, there could totally be tons of treasure because like it, it all depends on what ritual or rites they feel are are 
last rites. Like they could be just putting all these amazing artifacts with the people that are going there. Mm -hmm. The other thing I thought was like your final battle. Like, are you the one, you know, and you're about to die. Are you the one that can, you know, take back the kingdom? And then you're sent there and you're, you're greeted by, yeah. So you're greeted by cool, Kultikal, and then that's when you learn all of these things, and maybe you you willingly inter yourself because you know it's the end. Yeah, there's it's interesting, like thinking about well, what if he actually is the one that has the power to keep the mountain floating, and like your players get there and have to fight him, and then he dies. What happens to the floating mountain and <laughs> all of these like burial grounds of these storm giants? Mm. They just come like crashing oh down, gosh. and like. Yeah. yeah, I love this this last little sentence too as part of the legend that he can only die when all other storm giants are dead and their remains safely interred in the great crypt, which is just so like, ah. Yeah. Wow, the warden of this place waiting for his race to end, like, wow. Well, and then does that drive him insane and like turn on all yeah, of the storm like, giants what? after a while? Yeah. Like he doesn't want to live anymore? I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. I've seen everything. People suck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do this. Oh, just crashing it into him. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, uh, beep. Yeah. <laughs> but on that oh, wonderful gosh. note, I say we've, li- we've done it, which means we're going to lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Okay, so we have decided we will discuss picture G. Um, who wants to kind of give a brief description of what we see? I can give it. I can give a description of it. All right, so the picture that we have chosen for our own mental gymnastics, lifting our own weights, is picture G from the forum. Um, so this picture, just for all of you who are listening and not following along in the forums, you should totally join, by the way, uh, the picture is this kind of desolate swampland. Like I think of, um, in the Mad Max Fury Road movie where there's like all of that rain going on and the really muddy area, there's this one, like just decrepit old shack that's falling apart in the middle of this swampland area. And off in the distance, you can see this giant walking away with a club kind of dragging on the ground. And that's the picture that we have for this mental lifting session. Done. Perfect. Because I was wondering the same. I was wondering if everyone else, because it, it, you know, it's, it's not like super clearly defined, but like I was wondering if you both thought they were walking away just like I did, which I believe we all thought. Yeah, I, it totally looks oh, like yeah. they're walking away for some reason. Okay. Yeah. So... Who is this storm giant? Okay. So rather than ask that question, I think I have an answer to a different question. And where do they live? Definitively not here. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, and it's that them walking away from the picture that kind of gives, gives me that feel like for some reason they have traveled all the way here. Whatever they came to do is done. And now they're ambling home. Yeah. I get this sense like, Maybe it's just, you know, the the fog and everything and this giant walking away. Like, they are looking for something. They're wandering, and it wasn't here, right? And so they're picking, because their club is sort of dragging on the ground behind them. And so maybe they're 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 wandering the earth looking for something. Uh, yeah, I just get a very sad, like, lonely vibe. Yeah, that was exactly what I was feeling when I looked at it. I was like, I kind of want to go here, because I'm kind of a sucker for just tragedies like mm-hmm. that. Like they came, 
And I wonder if like the shack has something to do with it, like inside this shack. Maybe it was something from a long time ago that he remembers from when he was a child or she remembers like that. They were coming back to try and find something that was in that shack. Maybe this is the last standing shack of a once prominent up and coming civilization where there was something held inside of there. He comes back and it's just that there's just nothing there anymore kind of this memory from childhood just being smashed to pieces uh, as the shack just sits crumbling uh, in front of this giant. I'd be curious to know what what they were trying to find when they came. I don't know if you guys have any ideas for that. I think, I, I don't know. Maybe it sounds weird. Who cares? If it's weird, I'll edit it out later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the joy of podcasting. But I think the idea, maybe they grew, started growing up somewhere else. And so, like, maybe they were trying to find, like, where they really came from, if you will. Because in any society short of giants and short of most of the taller giants, you know, they would just be so completely and utterly out of place as they grew. And so then they probably had to leave for the safety of their, their family, kind of, that concept. But then maybe they wanted to come back and find who actually raised them. Yeah, I do like that idea. So what it sounds like you're saying, Neil, is that like they giants kind of start out, or maybe you're not saying this, but it could be another avenue of it, is that they start out kind of similar size to all other kind of species mm -hmm. in this civilization. But as they grew, they wandered and wanted to come back and find some of their old friends or whoever it was that they were growing up with this in the area and couldn't find them anymore. And it's just like this, oh, we had this relationship with these people that now we can't keep going because they've long been dead and this place has been moved on from. And that just kind of sucks, you know? Well, that was my thought was the, yeah. the kind of that first realization that they, they live so much longer than some of the other races and that, that disappointment, but maybe finding, you know, and it could be this quest to find the descendants. Yeah. Cause maybe they just hadn't got, they hadn't become super close with anybody else except for those people. And never really realized because they weren't close with anybody that they lived that much longer than anybody else because they never had any ongoing relationships that they could keep going back to. But those relationships that they had when they were younger are the ones that stuck with them for so long. Yeah. That would be a really sad coming home party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no banners, no cake, no nothing. Just decrepit shack. Okay. So, so sad. Yeah. So then where, where do they live? Where does this poor wandering giant actually reside now? Yeah, I, I think it just, I think after that, they were hoping that because they had wandered so long, that this would be the place that they could kind of come back to and retire, in a sense. And now they just kind of like go away again, like even more than they were before. They're just more nomadic. They just have nowhere to call home because they were hoping that that place would be come home. Yeah. So no, nowhere left. And what, what legends, what legends exist about this giant? Oh man. I mean, I can, I can definitely see this. If this giant is like wandering the world, like maybe there are just smatterings of tales across, you know, small villages and hamlets that they see this, this creature that just moves through the mist, like eternally seeking something. Like I, I can easily, like based on this image, I, I can see people thinking this is some kind of ghost or maybe spirit totally. that that haunts just haunts the world looking for a home and not finding one. Yeah, I like that idea of just this ever present cloud of fog that's around this giant as they're wandering, just because 
you might not be able, you might get like a glimpse of it as it moves too quick to one side or something. And all that's left afterwards is like footprints, these massive footprints. <gasps> like, yeah, in the world just came through here. We thought we saw something, right? Yeah. Like, but maybe we didn't. Nothing was destroyed in our tiny hamlet. They didn't take any of our sheep. They just walked something massive, walked through. Ugh. But we have no idea what they were because this massive fog cloud or just fog area just moves through. Oh, man. Just, and that would be really creepy, too. Just this, especially if you have just fields as far as you can see. But the fog cloud itself is just coming. But it's not wide enough to cover from every which angle you can see. But it's just like this isolated fog cloud, like moving towards your little hamlet that's like just freaking everybody out all the time. I love that idea that only the footprints are like left behind. Oh, right. yeah. so good. Uh, all right. Uh, and what's the truth? Truth to these legends. I feel like that is the uh, truth. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think the legend is probably that it is like a ghost or a specter of totally. some kind. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's actually a storm giant uh, is is the truth, like like behind it. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the idea that there's been people that have actually like cut off a piece of leather from like the foot wrappings or something of this creature, and they like try to parade them around, and like it's almost like the truth and a lie. Like people think that they're totally lying about like, hey, we saw this, we saw this giant. It was freaking nuts and we cut off this piece of leather for it and everybody's like yeah okay whatever billy like there's no way that you (laughs) got that close to the storm giant you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah okay and then what wild falsehoods are common that's i think the fun one would be to have your players come up with what they're searching for yeah because everything is going to be wrong no matter you know or whatever crazy ideas you come up with they're not true but it, it would be fun to think of like what your players think they're searching for because then you can also steal those ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's the really cooperative part of being a dungeon master that you can just say, Hey, you may not, you see this fog cloud coming. You have never actually seen it before, but you've heard stories of a similar fog cloud from your town. What did you hear about this fog cloud or this creature or whatever it is? And you can just have them make up a whole bunch of stuff on the spot and be like, Great, that one is the one to go with because mm-hmm. that's way better than anything I would have thought of. Yeah, the best. I wonder if uh, this just—I don't know—I just thought of this because people can't really see its shape or its outline, so maybe they think it's like maybe it's like lost a limb or like its head or something, and so this oh, this yeah. like ghost spirit is eternally wandering the earth looking for its lost its lost head. I love that idea. That's very spooky, oh, yeah. and I don't know why I thought of it, but yes. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> 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 I'm just scaring myself over here. Don't worry about yeah. it. Or maybe the club is not actually a club; it's a cane, and so you just have one massive foot. Whoa! And then it's like using the club to help itself walk along in the fog. Whoa! Boom! All these crazy things. Okay, our favorite question: Anything else, aka you do you, boo? Yay! Do we give him a name? Oh, we did not. Who wants to try and come up with a giant name? The internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantasynamegenerator.com coming right Coming up. What did you get? What did you get? Uh, it's coming up right now. There's a lot of long ones, but there's one 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 syllable long called comb, C-O-A-M, which could be a fun one. 
Done. It's not hard to rattle off the tongue, and people are people will know the legend of Comb forever. Well, and I feel like in The Wanderer or something like yeah. that, or The Lost, or yeah. whatever yeah. mix of that your players like or that you you like the best. Yeah, Comb the Ghost, Comb the Wanderer. Yeah, whatever it could be. I say we've done it. We have. We've Woo. lifted the mental weight. But the most important question we have, Chris, where can people go to find you if you want to be found? Yeah, that's a great question. People can go to Twitter and find me at DM underscore Chris one, because I say it every time I'm on one of these shows that somebody out there took the one that was just DM underscore Chris. How and they haven't posted in like that's... eight years. Oh, and I'm not famous enough to get it back from Twitter yet. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but that's yeah, that's the probably the most prominent place that you can find me. I do a lot of lurking these days more than I do posting, but I'm always on there. Done. And if you want to email us and tell us about how you put Frost Giants in your world, you can always do that at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, if you head over to Twitter, you can follow us at dmnastics where you can find my handle and Celeste. And for everything else on the network, you can go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But with that, because Chris is here and he is the voice of our bumper, we have to go to our post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. So for today, we have an interesting topic because I think it can go a lot of ways because you can basically spend little to no money or months worth of salary <laughs> on dice towers. Yeah, no joke. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll admit that I own the cheapest version of a Wormwood magnetic dice tower, and that was still not very cheap. <laughs> I don't actually own one. Uh, I have a buddy of mine, though, who has started coming over uh, and playing games recently. He uh, He's one of those people, as pretty much all of us are, that go off the deep end really quickly with Dungeons & Dragons when we get hooked. Yep. And uh, he made this whole, like, box thing that carries all of his stuff inside, but then, like, opens up to have, like, sheets on. It almost looks like a music stand sort of thing that he can, like, write stuff on. And then the thing that's holding it, the music stand part in place, is the dice tower that rolls down into the inside of it. And I'm just like, how come you haven't made me yeah, or come your on. DM one of those things yet? Like, <laughs> yeah, come yes. on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, this was always super fun. I used to work in a uh, a makerspace, and we had a workshop where we'd do CNC like laser cutting to make dice towers because it is something that you know it is just a bunch of puzzle pieces put together at the core of it. Uh, so easy in principle to assemble, but they have some beautiful dice towers out there. Like, I'm constantly lusting after the Codex dice tower from Elderwood Academy. They are just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you have themed ones. I saw it recently on someone's, like, I think a Kickstarter, where it's a 3D printed tower. Like, you know, it looks like an actual tower and then the base where it actually rolls out of is like this giant skull. Whoa. And so like you roll it down. So, it, I don't Yeah, know. those ones are always cool. There's like ones that are Cthulhu where you put it in the top of the head and it comes out of the mouth and all that stuff. you like, those are so stinking cool to me. I love the ones too that are like built into the massive dungeon master screens that people yep. have that are like on one of the ends. It's like this castle from the outside that the towers on each side. One is like has like a place for minis on the inside and one has a tower on the other side. Like just just if I was so much better at making things, 
I would totally make that because it's so cool in my mind. Well, and I think that's that's one of the key things I wanted to say as well is like if you because at it at its essence, the dice tower is built to have things truly be random because the baffles inside of the tower are to bounce the dice around. You're, you know, you're not going to load the dice. You're not going to roll the right way. It's just going to bounce around and then be as truly random as it can be. You could 100% make a dice tower with some cardboard that you have left over. Um, if you're really Amazon just go- boxes are great for it. <laughs> Done. We all yeah. have tons of them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't buy anything from Amazon. Just have them ship you a box. Ship <laughs> <laughs> an empty box. Yeah. Um, and at the, in the same way, like you could get it perfectly themed for exactly which game you're playing. So definitely go out there. See what the wide world of Dice Towers has. You know what, Neil? Here, here's an idea for you that you can sell to Amazon. You ready for this? Done. I'm ready. You could have them on the inside of each of their boxes have lines printed that you could cut out and assemble for a Dungeon Master's Dice tower there you go corner that market you can sell it (laughs) you can sell it and make a whole bunch of money do dmnastics full-time for the rest of your life done yes yes because i would get a small percentage of every amazon box sent so i think that's the way you got to do it that was what happened that's what went wrong with mcdonald's for the original owners didn't sign that nope i feel like we're gonna have a ton of people competing for that idea for amazon now maybe i should have just told you that off air well i will edit that's the true light bulb whoever can come Uh, up with it quickest you're welcome world (laughs) done but with that we're going to turn out the lights and head out of the gym Before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as other conversations being had. To do that, you can head over to the dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics of your own, so your players don't even have to ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm, because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. (laughs) 